0: Hello, amigos, and welcome to the Natural High, which is, of course, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of happiness in all its glorious forms. This time, I have a, as usual, very special guest, someone who's close to my heart. Tom Luff is a musician, eco-warrior, and someone who's uh, had something of a nomadic lifestyle. Spent three and a half years in Japan most recently, and we're going to deep dive into what it's like to live in Japan, get a real sense of the place. We're going to talk about Glastonbury memories. Uh, We're both aficionados of Glastonbury and actually once played there together, which we're more than happy to tell anybody to listen about. He worked for most of his career as an energy consultant to the government, to various governments and so he has his finger on the pulse when it comes to sustainable energy, the environment and things that are going on there as well. So they're the main topics of conversation, but of course we ramble nebulously throughout the pod, as usual. It's also punctuated by loads of Tom's brilliant music. As ever... You can follow The Natural High Club on Twitter, at Natural High Club, and if you do like the show, please feel free to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening. Enjoy the show, peeps. The Natural High. wow so punctual are you a punctual person in general
1: well so this is the thing i like to be but i generally am late um and i think i know it's a weird thing because i think it's like i've got this weird feeling that if i leave at the time i need to be somewhere then i should get there on time but it never works like that but that's why zoom is brilliant because you know i sort of set off at the time that i needed to be there and um and I'm yes.
0: here. <laughs> it's instantaneous. <laughs> you were always late to rehearsals, but I suppose that your mitigating factor was that you had a proper job.
1: Was I really late? I think I think it was just that was the style, wasn't it, back then? You had to be a bit late.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were all late. So essentially all on time.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you got if you got, uh, you know, to a kind of a rehearsal for a for a rock and roll band early, then you'd be—it wouldn't be very good. Yeah,
0: stupid. Yeah, you got to turn up late, stinking a booze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you? Have you? Do you miss making music together? Or from, we, we did it all those years ago. Have you carried on making music? I, t-
1: to be honest, I mean, if this was therapy, um, that's what I would talk about. I think is is the lack of lack of music making in my life, um, and and I, I put it down to if I was to buy a really nice laptop um, that that would allow me to to kind of make nice music um then um then everything would be okay but um so so but no um I do I do um I do miss making music uh big time
0: since we've been absent from each other have you done it much so
1: I can't yeah no not really um I, I've been um I've been playing a bit like playing piano and playing guitar but I haven't been actually doing that recording thing and that's um that's what I miss because you know it's It's that kind of creation thing, which um, when you're recording, you sort of perfect something. And I really like that.
0: So I've been given a pair of headphones by a very good friend over the last few days and this is my first airing of the headphones. They're those noise-cancelling beauties, Audio Technica, I think they are really, really nice. And I thought, you know, I'd give them a whirl just to see how they sounded by listening to some music. And I don't have much music on iTunes these days. You know, I listen to everything on Spotify and stuff like that. So I've only got like three albums on iTunes, all of which I've just done to death. But one of them was The War on Drugs, which I, I loved their first album. And listening to, you only need to listen to like thirty seconds of a really good song to seriously consider getting back into the music industry.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But or or or, or put it the other way: hear a thirty seconds of a really bad song, and you think I could do it better?
0: That's true. That's true. Either way, just being involved, yeah, it's very therapeutic making music. I did feel, you know, with our towards the end of you know us making music together, it felt like cycling uphill with flat tires. We put so. <laughs> We put so much effort in, but we never seem to quite, I mean, I blame the songwriting. I blame my songwriting, but we never seem to quite get that. You know, I, the way I like to describe analogously is, you know, when you rub, you roll your finger around a glass and if you do it exactly the right pressure and exactly the mm. right speed, you get that beautiful, that beautiful sound, that beautiful, you know, sort of tingling yeah. sound. But we never quite got that perfect sound. We never quite pressed hard enough or did it at the right tempo. We
1: didn't, we didn't we didn't have, we didn't need it enough. Maybe that's what it was, but also, I don't know. I think there's a complication in that. Um, if, if I think, I think we wanted to have a band as opposed to make, a uh, make, chat, uh, make songs. And, and like, we didn't, we didn't quite have the right, the right kind of, um the right, the right band. I think that's well, so why are we, are we
0: calling people out 10 years later. Are we calling people out?
1: No, but it's like, I think <laughs> it kind of, you know, people came and went and, um, yep. But, but yeah, the, I think, I think we could, I think, I think there's still a chance for the, uh, for the making the songs. So don't, oh, you know,
0: can you don't, don't give,
1: don't, don't give up on it. I need, you, I, I need th- your voice.
0: Oh, thanks mate. Thank you. I, I haven't made music for literally for years, for about four or five years, I'd say the last time I made, made a song, but I always, I always think about going back to it. Do you have a favourite song of all the songs that we haven't, we were ever involved in?
1: Um, hang on a 2nd I'm just, gonna, I'm just, I'm just lowering the, uh the, my, uh, my desk. I've got, I've got one of these amazing, um, this, oh, so I things. press a button yeah and now it's I'm just going down and I'm 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 sitting on a board as well so but by the way can you edit this bit out um yeah
0: but, um, <laughs> I'm lying
1: um and uh, also I was expecting to see you but am I am I not going to see you? you you can if you, you want you haven't you, you if... haven't put the makeup on today, so probably so
0: yeah I'm not I'm definitely not judged. uh yeah I am I'm a new parent aren't I so everything I'm completely uh, yeah. disheveled
1: well, uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to second guess your judgment on that. So don't um, <laughs> don't, don't surprise me. You can but, if um, you want to. Yeah, I think um, uh, favorite song. Um, I so I I um, I really like. Well, uh, the, the two 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 things, three things. I'd say so this could go on a long time. But um, I loved I loved the first that raw first sound when we first met. Uh, as this sounds a bit a bit uh, romance but no not not actually like literally when we first met but when when we when we first started doing um the music i love that really raw kind of classic um sound that you that you you had then and so that was really good and give me an I example I, give
0: me an example so i don't
1: really So like what, what once today once a day yep. is, okay. is an example of that. Then we, we did it in the studio and I think I don't think we got a better sound than that original demo, to be honest. Couldn't agree more.
0: No. No. So we I like sort of that. took the soul out of it, didn't we, with all that all those studios recordings. We we sort of took the soul out of the
1: songs. Yeah, exactly. I mean I to be honest, I think there was something about we relied we, we quite heavily on, on that. On that producer in the or rather the engineer who, who wasn't really a producer um, <laughs> uh, no 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 offense at all but like oh, you
2: yeah. know I went to another place when for my to
0: Can you remember his name? I can't remember his name. Well, you he remember Dennis's name, of course. Remember Dennis, the producer. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Um, Inimitable. He, he was great. But then, then I think um, I loved the sounds when we were um, when we had uh, Michelle.
0: Glastonbury. Oh, yeah, I often refer to that really sort of vaguely and people are like wow that's amazing they're like what stage and I'm like you probably wouldn't have heard of it they're like no <laughs> tell me I went to loads of and like, no seriously you would not have heard of it <laughs> but that
1: that was I quite like that bit because I think um at that point we there was a sort of sound that we had that was actually quite quite good and I think if we'd worked on that we we, we um we we, we could at least have got onto a stage where there were more people than aud- mm. the audience than, than people <laughs> on the stage <laughs> I, I get that <laughs> <laughs>
2: far too clever, in time the world will see it your way, times of trouble you have to take cover.
1: Uh, but then I, what I listen to most is the stuff that um, uh, we, like. you you sent some vocals and I did some stuff or vice versa, and I quite liked yeah. some of that stuff. So um, You're very talented. Uh, you, there were, you sent me
0: loads of stuff around that time, and you still send me dribs and drabs these days, but there's some lovely compositions there, some real quality compositions. So
1: it's, it's quite... Um, it, I think I need... Um, uh, some visuals to go with it and then it would be nice background music and i think that's mm. that's that's my maybe that's my uh my niche is background music which that's, isn't um which isn't saying very much
0: you're so much more than musak tom just so much more <laughs> the reason why i'm talking to you about our music is because it's a shameless opportunity for me to put some excerpts of our of our world well <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I did a bit of that um, kind of um, mixing, which was, you know, everyone has to go through it, don't they? But when you realise that you can kind of splice together, mm. you know, some some kind of different um, tracks, it's um, it, it sounds fun for, for a little bit, especially like three in the morning, and you just finish it and think, wow, this is amazing.
0: together next we are going to make some songs together aren't we we'll get together and have a couple of beers and try and
1: write something definitely but you know what I don't I think I think the um I think uh it works just as well remotely um, remotely and so Mm. you know all I'm saying is there's there's nothing there's nothing stopping you sending me some vocal tracks and I'll um uh, other than my lack of a, a nice um uh sort of new laptop there's nothing stopping me uh, yeah, we
0: can. Or the other way around. You know, you could always send me some stuff and I could throw it together. My problem was, you know, whenever I whenever I did vocals, I generally did it on like two chords or three if I was really pushing the boat out. You regularly send me songs with like 12, 13 different chords. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> 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 Completely yeah. out of my depth. There was some brilliant, I mean, we did so many rehearsals. This is what I was referring to earlier when I was talking about cycling uphill with flat tyres. You know, like we put so, we did so many hours of rehearsals, but yeah, the yeah. product was, was never quite polished enough. But, um, or maybe this, as I said, the songwriting, but uh, what the, one of the things I always remember was was you some of your grimaces on your face as you were listening to stuff in rehearsal. <laughs> it was a sort of like watery smile with loads of like anger and disappointment
1: behind it. Yeah no it was it was um it no i don't know i don't I, that actually that that's i i should confess that that's nothing to do with the particular music that's playing, but that's just my 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 style of playing which is um which is which is why i never quite made it onto top of the pops and they they used to say that um when when i, I was in that band in japan and and um they said looks like i'm i'm like actually literally dying when i'm playing which, uh, which and it, 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 i think it's just the concentration or something um but but i think everyone's got to go through that stage where they develop their sort of um, their pop star face and, I, and yeah. I never quite managed it
0: their persona pop persona well i want to talk to you about so many other things and as always we've just gone off on some crazy random nebulous loop but, uh, I but while we're on the topic of music, it, what's inspiring you these days? I just told you about War on Drugs. Now, obviously that's like 10 years old, whatever, but it's still, there's music that really gets me going still. I mean, what have you been listening to over the last few years?
1: Um, I've been listening to, I've been listening to quite a lot of Bonnie Prince Billy, actually, I really like um, his sound. Um, and um, I like the way it is it's quite, it's quite kind of, um, it's quite simple. It's quite lo-fi. Um, Never heard of I him. think <laughs> What? <laughs> He's 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 from America. Okay. Anyway, um, I really like. Um, what else I've been listening to? Oh yeah, lots of um, some slightly different, but lots of uh, like Bootsy Collins and uh, George Clinton, who are t- t- I mean they they are the just absolute geniuses and and uh, although you know they they're kind of they're not they're not unsung, but I, d- I don't think they get the credit for how. Just how how influential they've been. They they are really good. Um, what else? Um, I quite. I mean, I listen to lots of sort of ambienty kind of things, just to kind of just to relax and calm down. And I think that's probably the stuff that I would make if I had my if I had my new studio. Is just um, because a lot. The problem with ambient stuff is that it's so easy to make that there's loads of just rubbish out there. But um, it's, but but I think I think the kind of the format allows you to be incredibly creative, and um, and so there's there's a lot to explore there.
0: and software is so good these days that you can you can sort of get songs to sort of make themselves can't you, you really yeah that's what Apex <laughs> that's what Apex <laughs> Swim wanted to do he
1: wanted to just create this kind of this software that would just he would he wouldn't then have to bother about recording himself he would just go and do it i think he's probably being a little bit bit facetious but um yeah that you can you can you can do that but that the, but it's the sort of it's the it's the creation that's the fun bit absolutely um,
0: can couldn't agree more I mean, George Clinton is pretty pretty funky
1: right yeah yeah he is and um, I just keep going back and finding new albums that I hadn't well not new albums but old albums but ones that I hadn't listened to before um, and um, I really like really like them um I I remember particularly because um, when we were when we when we went to Glastonbury together and then uh, George Clinton was playing on the stage in Glastonbury um, and it was it, like the, some of it was a little bit self-indulgent, like there was like a, a nine-minute uh, guitar solo. But um, it was, it was. But I mean, actually, we was it was we, we had amazing bands on uh, that uh, that that particular aspect. Oh, of, Stevie
0: Wonder was there. We C1 Wanda, was there as well. Yeah. Yeah, we went there but, together. Um, we, we
1: saw that gig together. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was pretty amazing. But yeah, the, uh, but for me, it's a George Clinton one that was just um, I feel uh, was sort of historic.
0: Oh, amazing. Did, did I watch that with you? I can't really remember.
1: I can't, I, I yeah, I, I don't know what I think you were, um, I don't know what you were doing at that time. There was a guy with, um, a sort of feathers in his hair that was kind of dancing around, and I think, I think you'd, you'd followed him or something. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, he sounds he about right. Kind of crazy. He had, he had one of these little, um, like chemical things that lights up. So you know ah, you know those things. That...
0: I vaguely do remember this guy, yeah. But
1: I'm pretty sure that he just like he had it in his hand and then he just swallowed it. He just put it in his mouth and swallowed it. And that, that can't be good for you. He actually that guy I think I think he said that he came by helicopter to um, to Glass.
0: Wow, dormant memories being awoken. <laughs> Do you remember I do that? Remember, yeah, I do remember this. He he was with his girlfriend. I think his girlfriend was really well to do. Something uh, like that. Yeah, and they had to leave at the end in a helicopter. He <laughs> <laughs> might
1: be. He might be making it all up.
0: Your memory's incredible.
1: No, I just I just it's this um it's. It's, I just, it just sparked a, a, a memory,
0: but yeah. It was one of my favorite Glastonbury's obviously because we played there, it was 2010. It was the last time I've been to Glastonbury and the weather was also superb, wasn't it? For the whole period. Yeah. So that really made a difference. That makes it so much better. Uh, other things that I remember from that Glastonbury, I didn't know until after Glastonbury that Tricky, who I spoke to today via WhatsApp but I hadn't spoken to him in about a year and I'd emailed him three or four times and I really feared the worst because I hadn't heard back from him. Mm. Thankfully he's doing really well still making loads of music and working in a pub and teaching kids how to play the drums over in norfolk loving his life and um, yeah yeah he's, he's absolutely fine but he told me you know how shy and you know unassuming he is and he told me after the after the festival that he was completely skint for the whole festival and so he was mm. absolutely sort of, you know, destitute for the whole period. Like he didn't, oh, you know, no. con- couldn't buy himself anything. And he said he was wandering around. I can't believe it. Cause I always would look after Tricky though. Know? And I obviously just, it was just remiss of me that I was, my head was elsewhere during the, during this particular event. But mm. um, yeah, he said he found, oh, no. he said he's completely so skint, and then he found 20 pounds on the floor. And he was like the happiest oh. guy in the world. Went and bought himself this really stodgy pie, you know. and, then, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and got a He's such a great guy. Um, I, t- I I was um, looking for his contact details literally um, literally this week um, so you'll have to send them to me because I wanted to get in touch
0: ah you should do definitely what a guy what a lovely man. Later, that, that you went off to Japan. Japan, what year was
1: that? That it was, um, it was 2017. So yeah, it was, it was a few, a few years afterwards. Yeah.
0: But you, you were there for three, four years in total. You came back. When did you come back?
1: Yeah, in total, it was, it was, it was three and a half, three and a half years. So um, it was quite a long, it was quite a stint. What an
0: um, experience?
1: And you're back in London now. Yeah, back in London, back in London now. I mean,
0: I've never been to Japan. Uh, I've traveled to Southeast Asia and it fascinated me. This was like a good 15 years ago. It fascinated me because, you know, in a world that seems like ever more homogenized and westernized, Japan and Southeast Asia looks and feels like a different world still. It felt, you know, at least 10, 15 years ago, truly distinctive from the West. Is it still like that or has it become really westernized or does it feel really distinctive as a place to live?
1: Yeah, it's um, it is distinctive. Um, it's very it's very distinctive. Um, uh, but you know, there's so much been been said about Japan in, in in the way that it kind of manages somehow to um, both sort of embrace um, sort of the outside in a in a really kind of um, a really interesting way, but at the same time hang on to a kind of a, a really solid kind of tradition. Um, and um, like examples of that is, is so, so much of the food, um, I mean, you know, this is such a rich and ver- various kind of cuisine, but um, there's quite a lot of stuff that they've just kind of taken from, from outside, from other countries, and sort of made it their own. Um, and um, I mean, you know, these days uh, you get, you get kind of, there's, there was this bit, a few years ago, but there's this kind of craze for um, chicken curry. Which is like this kind of uh, fried fried chicken on rice with with, um, with with kind of Japanese curry on it, and you know that you know that's that's kind of quite big, big over here in, um, uh, it recently, well actually not recently but a while ago. Yeah,
0: um, they do, and apparently on Christmas Eve, like loads of Japanese people go to KFC as part of like a tradition. Have you heard about that?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it, I have, and um, uh, I actually uh, uh part did a bit of that myself when we, when we were there I thought I, cu- I couldn't I couldn't resist it because it's such a <laughs> such a funny Japanese thing but um it you know it's it's kind of a slight mis- I think it's a slight misunderstanding of oh well obviously they eat kind of this this kind of chickeny turkey thing in 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 the west so let's let's do it ourselves um and not not kind of you know the the image of KFC you know it's it's um it's kind of quite basic um, but as a sort of you know a, a, a a sort of a, an export. Um, it's got a little bit less um, uh, maybe stigma attached to it, um, uh, and I don't know. It's it's funny enough. Like Christmas is not it's not really a family thing. It's more of a kind of a couples thing. So ah. you know, your best Christmas would be going with your with with your with your partner to to KFC. Um, wow, having a, a nice Christmas bucket. It's but really. The, ind- but the, Go on. But As I was going to say, the cat's curry thing. The, the reason I was mentioning that is just that. It's it's kind of like um, the, the katsu is is like it's a kind of it's just a Japanese way of saying cutlet and it, it was from the Portuguese back in like the 16th century when they weren't allowed to properly come into Japan, but they were kind of on a little island just next to Japan or in, in, in part of Japan, but just it's not an
0: archipelago, isn't it? It's like thousands. Of yeah, it, it
1: is. It is. And then and then the curry obviously isn't really, you know, originally Japanese. Um, it kind of came. You know, via via the UK from, from India, and, and wow. but they they but they kind of combine these things together, to, and then you know put it with Japanese rice, and then it becomes kind of a Japanese dish. And actually, so much, well, a lot a lot of things you find of it's all about that refinement of it of it to make it into something that's that's sort of maybe slightly better than what it started off being, but then it becomes Japanese. And I kind of I think I don't know that's something about the the way that they can be so have to, such a strong kind of traditional culture which is about sort of embracing new things but but maybe to start with it at a slight distance but then kind of bring it into 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 their own. It's
0: so interesting you say that because you know obviously Japan Japan suffered terribly in the at the end of the second world war particularly and you could easily imagine there'd be a natural antipathy and and almost a hatred of the outside of the Westerner because of what happened in the Second World War. But what you're suggesting to me is that that doesn't exist at all. Maybe something like Germany, that, uh, that new generations of German people have come along and been and completely reacted, responded angrily to the way their country was run at that time. Is, do you get that sense in Japan? Is there like a new generation of people that that really really embracing the West?
1: It's really complicated, and and um, yeah, definitely. There's a generation or generations that have massively um, embraced the West. So there's um, no
0: hatred towards the west then.
1: but but then, but then, at the same time, um, it, it's it's weird, but you have these kind of crazy um, uh, guys that go around in in paint in, like sort of buses painted black um, uh, with loudspeakers on the top with kind of wartime music. Talking about how um, they need to, you know, re- recreate the Japanese Empire and kick out the Americans and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that that's that. You know, it's sort of really extreme, ultra right, um, which which you, you kind of would almost think people have kind of just gone completely mad if you if you heard it in in this country. Um, but but and 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 actually, it, although it, you know, it seems a bit a bit kind of. Um, a bit comical actually some sometimes it can create you know there, there, there's been violence towards kind of particularly Chinese and Koreans um, in, in Japan so so I mean under under the surface there is that it's certainly not with with everyone and um, and uh, you know um, uh, from from a kind of a constitutional perspective it's a it's a pacifist country they're not allowed to um, they're not allowed to have an army or, or only a defensive army but um, but but yeah, I think what's quite interesting. There's sort of different kind of factions uh, throughout Japanese uh, sort of society, and um, and 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 some will really embrace. I mean, and not you know, some will really embrace certain aspects of kind of Western culture, and and that's what I really like. They kind of get really. I've met I've got friends who's just like so into a certain kind of thing, like you know, might be a band or something like that. Yeah. They just kind of know everything about it. That's um, almost a
0: cliche isn't it about certain japanese people that they become obsessed with certain aspects of western culture.
1: Yeah. Bands but, specifically. Yeah exactly and so, but sometimes it's not it's not necessarily as far as obsession but it's kind of just kind of just knowing so Homage. much about it that you, mm. yeah that you sort of like you, you kind of have a sort of a take you think wow that's that's you know that's really cool but you talked
0: about this faction of ultra right uh, people you know um, shouting from the rooftops about how they want to go back to old values in Japan that would suggest mm. to me like speaking more broadly then that it's quite a liberal society it's not a place mm. it's a place where you are allowed to speak your mind freely
1: yeah it's culturally uh yes yeah, it's, it's 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 very liberal in 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 almost all respects um, in that in in that in that regard in terms of sort of freedom of speech but you know there will there will be there are limitations to that and um there there will be things that um you know uh, people would notice and say oh actually how come how come that's not you know how come you can't say that kind of thing but um yeah but but generally um it, it is um it's not you know socially there are there are all sorts of Problems. I mean, there are problems in every society, but I, I kind of feel that Japan struggles, particularly I think, with gender equality, um, and it's it's quite traditional uh, in that in that respect. Um, you know, it's it, you know, obviously uh, many many women many women work, um, but it's much harder to get to be a se- to to get to sort of some more senior positions, and there's a much more of an ex- expectation that women will be kind of working at home uh you know and, and having having kids and stuff like that and, and then and then quitting their their work which which does make it really hard actually for for uh women in japan to kind of you know progress careers so i mean that
0: still happens obviously in europe and the west as well but what you're saying mm. is it's more extreme it's less developed the, the gender equality is less developed in japan would you say
1: yeah i, that, I think that's 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 what i'm that's that's, that's what i'm saying yeah and um uh, there was yeah, there's an example um of kind of some of the uh, sort of bigotry and in um I'd call it bigotry anyway, but it, the, the the head of the Olympics um had to quit because he's basically saying uh women women in meetings just talk too much. Um but but I suppose the idea that someone would sort of say that um is is one thing, say it publicly is another. And and you know, being such a senior uh, sort of high profile person to sort of say that just, just um maybe as an example of, of, of kind of, you know, the, the, the journey that's needed.
0: Yeah. And what about homosexuality and general, you know, sexuality in general, is it a sexually liberal, liberal place or is
1: is sex a taboo? That's a really, really interesting one because, um, like, uh, it's, it it is liberal. It's, it's sexually liberal. and I think, um, you know, there are very, certain sort of districts where lots of foreigners go and find, you know, all sorts of um, pleasures. Um, but at the same time, I think pe- people are, are actually a bit more conservative, I, I think, or, may, or maybe, maybe, maybe they just keep it quiet. But um, I think, I think um, that it might, it might not be a societal thing, it might be kind of a personal thing, um, but it, it, it just my my sense is that people in Japan, as, as you know, aren't quite so um, free and easy, uh, perhaps as as in as in the UK. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that's that's probably um, a massive overstatement or uh, sorry generalisation, and um, it will depend on the individual.
0: Another great stereotype of Japan is the idea of, of honour. Uh, the people are you know there's a real strong sense of honor there would you sense that still in in modern day amongst the individuals and the people that you met they honorable people more so than maybe maybe in the the scurrilous west
1: i think i think that's that's a sorry that's another good question but um um there there, this is this is again where there's a a society versus individual and um from a from a society perspective you, you've you got kind of face and you've you know you, you don't want to you don't want people to see that you've done something wrong um so there's there's less of that kind of bare faced well i just do a thing my own way and i don't really care what anyone thinks however when you can get to the anonymous side of things like see people what they do when they're anonymous you kind of it, it, it's a bit of a leveler and so um i was driving fair amount in Japan and, um, you know, people don't know who you are when you're driving so much. And, um, they, 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 you know, I think, I think you, drivers just act like drivers. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a, 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 you know, fairly kind of rules based society. But um, what one example I, I would give is like, you know, if you if you're kind of waiting to get let in to a queue of cars, you, you often you can wait a long time. Right. And and and, um, and, and, and <laughs> this is probably a really rubbish example, but like um, I kind of I just got the sense that because because people don't see you, um, then you don't. There's no real obligation to to go the extra mile and just say, okay, here you go, go in to be um, honourable,
0: to be nice. Yeah, to
1: to be nice. Um, but um, that that's that, very similar in America though. Is it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. The if you want to know really truly about the American psyche, then put them behind the wheel of a car. They're you know yeah. friendliest Californians in particular, the friendliest people you'll ever meet. But then you put them behind the wheel of a car, and it's just absolute. Ma- it's like Mad Max. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in San Francisco, I don't live in San Francisco anymore, but in San Francisco in particular, like if you're doing the speed limit, you'll you'll get like honked and get the the bird, and people screaming blue murder at you just because you are adhering to the speed limit
1: yeah 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 and
0: you never get let in ever
1: i quite like just um just going the speed limit when people are getting a bit annoyed but actually probably the best thing to do is just to pull over and let them overtake you (laughs) yeah
0: definitely (laughs) what what did you love about japan tell me some things that you loved and things that you didn't love so much
1: um i think uh i i loved um well it's so it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. I'm going, to, I'm going to take it completely off your, your question. But um, this, th- this time I went, it was going, it was going back because I'd been there when I was in my 20s. And I'd always wanted to go back and, and sort of, you know, spend more time there and see my friends again. And it would... It, it, Sorry, can I just ask,
0: a, why were you there in the first place? Were you studying?
1: The first time I was, I was studying, yeah. And then, um, uh, uh, and then uh, I went back um, to, to teach and study. And then I had this long gap, um, but when, when I had that gap, I was kind of like just thinking about it and like having like these kind of weird, you know, recurring dreams about being back in Japan. It just felt like a different kind of a different lifetime.
0: Mm. And nostalgia. So,
1: yeah. Nostalgia. So this was, this was kind of like returning to Japan again, like going back. And um, I think that, really framed it for me it wasn't obviously it wasn't the same and but but actually it probably was quite similar it probably hadn't changed that much but obviously i'd i'd grown up grown older i'd kind of i i my my circumstances was completely different my i had you know i got married i had a, a kid and so kind of going back was just it was a very different experience so um i think that that, that was an interesting kind of an, an interesting kind of feature of it i think it's just that how something actually it didn't really change very much but i had changed and going back in spirit experiencing it in that way so
0: you were seeing it you were a different kind of user you were you were seeing it from a different perspective
1: you were yeah, in different spaces i was i was a different user i was i was sort of seeing kind of ghosts of my previous self kind of around and sort of thinking how do i get back to that and how do i get back a and because and, the first time I was I was kind of, you know, young and free and, you know, moving around and I could I, I just kind of spend weeks just traveling around with just a, you know, you know, sort of sleeping rough, actually, and doing just kind of whatever I wanted.
2: There are times in life you feel you should conform. Stay closer to the norm. Please, your folks, man. Ready?
0: Did and you sleep rough? Yeah, yeah. Did you really? And that doesn't sound like you at all.
1: Well, that's that is great because in Japan it's so safe, and right. the weather in the summer is kind of, you know, it's pretty predictable. So you could just go with a little mat and just kind of sleep anywhere, really. Amazing. Um, and and I th- I think I just the second time or the the, the time I just went there I was. Um, constantly kind of searching for that thing of that i think it was that sort of that freedom um being you know just just not just being able to just sort of set off and just walk or mm. you know not not really have a particular destination um and obviously you know with the different circumstances with the job with everything like that it's just uh, it 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 wasn't it wasn't the same but i mean it's you know with that with that kind of uh with that context there were all sorts of things that um th- that were just really exquisite really really amazing um i think you know obviously the the sort of scenery and the the attention to to the sort of the seasons and and just bits of bits of nature um it's really remarkable so the the when the the leaves turn in the autumn um it's it's kind of a bit of a national obsession right, to kind of yes, go I've to heard about go, this yeah, and I think you have it in in America as well. I mean, um, maybe a bit less so in in the UK, but it's 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 kind of really, really high in 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 the psyche in Japan to kind of just go and spend time uh, with you know with the changing leaves, um, and then obviously in in spring there's the same sort of thing with the with the uh, cherry blossoms, um, and you have this this period for about a week where everything is is just uh, a beautiful pink. Um,
0: on the ground, where because where, all the flowers are born, etc.
1: Yeah, or, or or still in the trees, oh, right. um, but 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 it just it kind of seems to happen uh, in an instant. It sort of uh, all happens at the same time, um, and it's that's that's really really amazing. Um, I loved um, spending time in, in the forests in Japan. It's it's um, there are, there are lots of big uh, kind of dense forests, uh, and you know it's very quite mountainous as well. What are the Uh, trees? um, Well, they're a mixture, but but, um, uh, interestingly, although sometimes it seems like you're in sort of like primeval forest, one one thing I found out was that there was a big plantation um, sort of program, I think in the sort of 50s and 60s, where they basically just planted a whole load of new trees. um, And... um, uh, that kind of took took some of the shine off it but no it was there it's, it's still lovely in the forest but um what, one of the knock on effects of that was um apparently it created this kind of this thing about the pollen that's then after that gave loads of people hay fever in in japan um i've never uh, bothered to research to know if that is actually it's true, true. <laughs>
0: beautiful that sounds amazing so you've really got one with nature i just want to ask you though very quickly like when because i think you're talking very strongly about something that we all feel in our lives it's when you get sentimental about the past do you remember because you're you say you know you went there with with these new circumstances you had a wife and a child so you couldn't do the things that you did back then you couldn't move around with the same sense of liberty but do you think you know, I think that we all look back nostalgically. So when you were doing it the first time round, do you remember being full of joy and happiness at that time? Or do you think that maybe you were just feeling pretty normal then, pretty much how you feel when you went back? But just because you've got that reference to the past, you're always looking at things through rose-tinted glasses.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I I don't look back at it as being a happy or or rather joyous time. Wow. Look, look, it it's it was a very lonely time i was incredibly like on my own when i was in japan at that time um i had some really nice friends um like you know japanese friends that i met um i was in a, a sort of teaching in a school and and you know they were very kind and everything like that um i deliberately kind of sort of um uh kind of did I? I, did, I didn't really want to hang around with loads of other people from the UK uh, or, or kind of foreigners because I, I was kind of bit set on trying to improving my Japanese. So, um, uh, so I, you know, I was isolated, uh, even though there were some really friendly people. Um, I was living on my own. You know, I was I was single. All, all the, I was, you know, far from far from home. But I, but that nostalgia is weird because it's a nostalgia for a time when I was actually kind of lonely and and what does that say why am I looking back sort of fondly craving that feeling of uh, of kind of um isolation well may- maybe it's because it's like getting woken up at six in the morning by my son but um <laughs> no um, it, it's it, it's not that I think there's there's something kind of that that weird kind of love hate of of emotions that that um or, or maybe that's the wrong word but the sort of the sort of um, bittersweet of, mm. of something where 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 actually you, th- you think it's a negative feeling, but actually there's there's something that you get pleasure Gleaned from it.
0: Yeah, or it could be a value to you because it's a, you know adverse conditions which sort of maketh the man, as it were.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: But, but that's, it's, that's, interesting. it's yeah. interesting. I think it's just nostalgia. That is just nostalgia itself, isn't it? It's, it's us wanting mm. things that we can no longer have because it's in the past. I mean, you can recreate it, but it's that wanting, yeah, to sort of relive certain things or just to go back in time. You know, it's impossible, so you want it. Yeah. You know, I just think it's human nature to want what you what you can't have.
1: Yeah, only I'm a very nostalgic person, as you as you might as you might remember. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's one of my. I I, I, I don't know. I tried to keep it. Um, I think I think you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it can kind of um, it can it can kind of really grip you and and control you. Um, but maybe that was one of the connections I had with Japan is because there there is a, a kind of a nostalgia to Japan. There's a, there's a there's a bit of a love of nostalgia in Japan as well.
0: And it's such an old and rich history, isn't it? I mean, when you compare it to somewhere like America, for example, which has got a rich and old history, but it's just not the one that's being told. the, the, yeah, uh, the exactly. The inhabitants that live here now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it is interesting, uh, Japan's history. But I'd say one of the, one of the really interesting things is the, the social experiment that they went through, which is to kind of really close the country off to the outside world for 200 years. And that was like, um, uh, you know, Amazing! It it developed. It got to a certain level of development, um, and then just decided, okay, we 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 don't want this influence from the outside. We're just going to completely stop. And I think that that kind of that experiment or that that kind of period, really, although Japan existed as Japan and a lot of the kind of culture predates that, it was really you know um, important in in um, cementing kind of what is Japan. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and when uh, was this period? What was this period? Uh, well, it was it, like, it sort of the Tokugawa period. So from from basically sixteen hundred, so sixteen hundred, um, through to sort of the opening up um, to, to to sort of uh, to the to the west in in about eighteen, you know, eighteen fifties. That that period was really really quite closed, and um, very few uh, uh, you know foreigners got into Japan um, during that period.
0: Visa nightmares
1: yeah exactly so that's that's what brexit's all about um so uh, you know, yeah all, uh, but no let's let's skip over that
0: so true okay um you smoke you mentioned safety and i watched an amazing show recently and it's about ch- children basically you know you watch all this stuff about kids when you're when you're having a baby for the first time trying to sort of tool yourself up in some way and one of the th- one of the shows i watched one i can't remember what the show was called uh, typically vague of me haven't done my research but um it was about uh japanese kids and how apparently it's a writer of passage. You're going to be able to tell me whether this is utter nonsense or not. But it's a rite of passage that when kids get to, I think it's five years of age, their parents let them go out on their own for the day and just do their own thing in wherever they are and like ride around the city on trams and stuff. <laughs> is... So, it
1: poss- possibly I've not. So I've not heard of that particular rite of passage. It might. It might be um uh in in that book of uh that i read about the uh the trees and the pollen and the, mm. and the hay fever um but <laughs> but, but definitely but definitely, definitely um uh it like i had i had friends and they had kids who were seven 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 or eight um and they would they would go to school on their own and and it was it wasn't like it, it wasn't you know like it was just around the corner they would kind of get on buses and you know, and, and and do that kind of thing. And um, and whereas I'm back in London, and you know, the nine-year-olds—they're not even kind of crossing the road on their own. Um, I, I, it's it's. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know what that what that's all about, really, because um, it probably is. I mean, it certainly it feels safer for in terms of in terms of crime, and um, you know, certainly you know you could leave your people people actually do this they they leave their phones on, on tables to sort of to sort of say this is my place and then they go off and and go to the bar and it's like you know that 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 wouldn't happen here and you you don't you don't really need to lock your bike up um uh, you know people aren't aren't going to steal it from you um but 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 for for kids i mean you know traffic is traffic is traffic and so um there's there's that risk and then um I, d- I don't know i don't I d- but it just it just feels it just feels safe
0: yeah i'm just looking at you know various statistics here uh top line statistics um the rape rate is 27 times higher in usa than it is in japan four times uh, more total crime than in in usa than japan i mean that's huge the murder rate is five times higher in in the united states yeah how how can we learn from that in terms of you know the way things are run you've said it's a a liberal society it's not it's not some kind of north Korean style autocracy where you're too scared no. to do anything wrong because of the the, the the punishment so so what how what are they doing that's right then
1: yeah i mean uh, just just caveat like i think murder rate that's definitely right and um i think you know you can't really disguise that i think rape you might want to just you know just kind of I I I Look a got a feeling further. that there's 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 less uh you know uh, in in Japan but at the same time uh, a lot of stuff won't be reported. Um, and this is and, this is
0: because of the, the the gender divide again like the Yeah. The I mean
1: me, me me too there was a little bit of me too in Japan but but um I think you know it's it that my my sense of it and yeah this isn't backed up with anything but is that um People are much less likely to report um, sort of sexual abuse or uh, sexual because violence because they'll probably think.
0: be reporting it to male institutions.
1: Yeah, uh, th- there's there's that, and um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, you know, there's there's also. I mean, it's, it's a it's a problem with gender and you know gender equality generally. Um, uh, and I don't think it's unique to Japan, but I but I think that. In terms of being transparent, I think that, that, that that's that there's 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 probably more of that going on below the surface that's not recorded. Um, but but why why is it I mean I think fundamentally it, it is a it's a it's a very rules focused um society. So um from from a really young age there isn't really a black and white and it's not it's not like um in in, in countries like the UK where yeah there are rules but if you if you can work out how to kind of break them and get away with it then you're kind of clever um, whereas in japan it's actually i think it's just more ingrained people feel well, it's good for society if we all follow the same rules um so right so, so there's that so um, there's a more so there's a, a, a
0: better sense of sort of collectivism there then than there is perhaps in somewhere like america which is so individualistic everybody's out for themselves they generally yes, they see re- the benefit of group projects and you know groups group sort of working together?
1: Yeah definitely I mean to, to, to the extent that like so schools are pretty like that you know you don't really have much time at home so you're like you're at school from quite early till, uh, till late and you have your after-school clubs and stuff like that um, and then school goes on uh, on Saturday and then you might even have sports clubs on Sunday and then you do you might do your sports club through the summer as well um, but but that's because you just want to be part of this this thing. I mean, you know, that's maybe maybe that's an exaggeration, in some, and some and I'm sure loads wouldn't do that. But um, there is a thing about you're You're part of this institution. You're part of this this kind of group, um, and that is your life.
0: Yeah, but it's not sort of forced upon you like some kind of you know strange you know autocrat. It's it's actually something which is which is embraced by the public rather than a, like a brainwashed public. They are sophisticated people who realise the benefits of it.
1: Yeah, it, it, maybe it's a mixture. I mean, if you've had all of that through your, you know, your schooling, um, then you know, maybe maybe you just think, well, that's that's just normal. Um, and yeah, there are lots of lots of benefits of that. Um, but you, did but you then, feel
0: did you feel safer with Dennis in Japan than you do back in London, for example?
1: Um, uh, it's a good question, actually. I, I'm a bit like neurotic anyway, so um, even in the safest part, we were in this park. Um, in a national park in like the middle of, middle of Tokyo and like you know it's the safest you can get really but um, he decided that he was going to like trick us and he, he kind of walked around the corner and then hid. ran off and hid basically oh, yeah God. Um, well for, it was like literally like five minutes oh no yeah. less than that two or three minutes but um, I was just like in an absolute panic because um, yeah exactly <laughs> but um, but like if I was being like rational logical I would say well you know what's going to happen is like you know it's all it's all it's all fine um I I I suppose I haven't really been um I haven't really been out enough in London to feel uh to 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 compare since we've been back because it's been quite fairly locked down um but maybe the the thing is that he's he's quite young still he's still at primary school when he gets a bit older and and you know we live in we live in North London, and um, there are some parts which are you know very lo- you know very safe. Some parts that you kind of feel actually it's a little bit a little bit edgier. Um, and and actually, to be honest, for myself, like I, I don't think there's anywhere in London I would feel like it's not like a ghetto or anything like that. But then I suppose it's for for, for kids, for teenagers, it's a different story. Really, you're like you're not you're not really you're 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 kind of. No matter how unthreatening you might be, you're you're part of it. You know, you're 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 not you might not be in a gang, but you're kind of, you know, you're you're, you're you fair game almost. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so want to
0: I think. I'm oh, sorry. I want to yeah. talk more about London. I definitely want to come on to London, but just whilst we're on the subject of Japan, um, wildlife in Japan. Is there what's what sort of wildlife are we talking about in America? The wildlife is is completely different from in from in the UK. It's it's generally larger, it's scarier. We've got in the vicinity where I live right now, we've got uh, mountain lion sightings every pretty much every day, um, within a mile of where I live. I haven't seen any yet, but lots of neighbours have. And um, bobcats. You've got coyotes. There's, wow. um, there's there's deer in our front garden pretty much every day. Like it's just bigger wildlife. What's the wildlife? Yeah. There? What's it like? Um, in Japan?
1: Yeah, um we we saw we saw bears well actually we didn't actually see the bear itself we saw the bear scratches but we went to we went to look for bears um in a fairly fairly controlled place um, we saw we saw what you saw whales death wish alert. going out
0: looking for bears
1: we saw we saw whales uh, yeah, exactly. and then what else is there so that, those are the those are the, the two uh you know um T- top prizes um, for for wildlife. I think then then there's other stuff around. You've got kind of badgers, um, you've got uh, or raccoons, you, you've got um, uh, what else do you have actually? Um, lots of different kind of kinds of birds, um, and then uh, but what you don't have is is that many uh, foxes uh, like you do in mm. in the UK. In, yeah, in same, don't, same. Don't have many squirrels. Um, okay uh so it's it's weird I mean I think it's it's although it's um, it's quite mountainous and it's got lots of uh, lots of forests um it's lost quite a lot of that biodiversity or the, or the kind of the uh, the fauna um, and um but like I think traditionally you would expect to see uh you know quite lot of deer around you might see oh actually monkeys lots of monkeys i should have wow ah. that, that that makes it that makes it a bit more exotic yeah um uh you might have seen kind of wild boar um you might have seen i'm, I'm just um yeah but uh, you know what it, it wasn't but the, the the fun thing about the monkeys you might have seen the, the monkeys in the um in the hot springs um so they they uh like us uh like to get out of the cold and enjoy nice. the hot water love it. so there, there are places where you can go and see them uh, bathing which is quite quite fun
0: awesome oh yeah i've heard 70 percent of japan's made up of forests and mountains that aren't suitable for living in and there's over, over right. 100 active volcanoes as well
1: yeah that's right that's right um we went to see one volcano which was really really exciting actually just to sort of see oh, see it been incredible um, yeah yeah it's really 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 kind of awe awe-inspiring
0: have you, speaking of wildlife, have you heard of Okunoshima, Okunoshima, Okunoshima?
1: Um, it's an island, uh, but I haven't been there. What, do you know what
0: it's best known for?
1: Uh, deer.
0: No, no, I don't it's, know. It's best known for, it's one of the 7,000 Japanese islands and it's best known for rabbits. Um, ah. it, was, it was used to test chemical weapons during World War Two, and it's said that the test subject Test subjects roamed free after the war. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. and their numbers um, apparently, you know, multiplied many, many times. Um, there,
1: uh, there uh, as I think about it, yeah, there, there are places where there are um, quite a lot of deer. There's um one Nara, which is one one of the old capitals, um is is uh, famous for its its deer.
0: Oh. what what about Japanese pufferfish? Have you heard about them? Um yeah
1: yeah Overrated. about their mating it?
0: mating um, a over... mating ritual
1: oh no i haven't heard about that but I just, uh, you tell me that and then i'll tell you why they're overrated but yeah okay what, what's...
0: <laughs> they're overrated i love it yours your little factoid is going to be much more interesting than mine but apparently japanese pufferfish i've seen it i saw it on earth i think it was an at attenborough show And um, basically they work when they're trying to um, attract their mate, they will work 24 hours a day for a week for seven days in order to make this incredible sand art. So that's their way Mm. of of attracting the the, uh, mate. They just make this this incredible. It looks like a mandala, basically, like a really sophisticated mandala and uh, they just yeah they work wow. non-stop around the clock for seven days in order to create this this um amazing thing on the on the bed of the sea and they have to wow. work seven they have to work 24 hours a day because otherwise it will wash away so they have to do it like intensively oh no it's incredible isn't it
1: so that sounds like your um, valentine's day breakfast to me <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but um no puffer fish the thing is like they're really because I think it's because um, they're poisonous and you need to have some special training to get the poison out. Um, It it makes it a bit exclusive. And so it's really, they're really expensive. But then there's this weird thing that because they're expensive, everyone thinks, oh yeah, it's it's gonna be a delicacy. Um, uh, But to my um, subtle, unsubtle tastes, um, it's just like a, a kind of a very plain version of uh, of uh, other Japanese fish. I mean, actually, but just just saying that um, that that is kind of part of the attraction. I think um, there's that kind of a lot of Japanese flavors are very very subtle, and I think almost the puffer fish uh, phenomenon is that it's quite it's quite a kind of a, a subtle taste that, that sort of maybe shows how refined you are
0: mm-hmm. um, and, and and
1: rich, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: And how? What is this method for getting extracting the poison?
1: well i don't know um you've got to have a license for it um uh, but every every year like uh, there, there are a few deaths from people who think they'll brave the the local chef who, who reckons he can just do it um but i, I don't know it's 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 it involves uh, a sharp knife basically
0: God. um last couple of questions about japan before i speak about your reintegration to london if for somebody like me who hasn't been before What dish specifically should I look out for, apart from the katsu curry? And what's the best place that you went to in Japan? Most beautiful place, or overall, just
1: the place that made you happiest? Uh, The dish uh, you should look out for, um, hang on a sec. Um, There's a really weird one. Do you want like a weird one or like a nice one?
0: Um, you can give me both. I def- definitely like something that you all look out for this. You know, this is why I, I couldn't stop eating this. It was so delicious. I mean, you're going to just, you could just go with sushi or something like that, I suppose, but I thought it might
1: be some specific delicacy. Or- you're a vegetarian, right? Um, Correct. Uh, um, so, uh, but it's, it's, um, it's, so, so I'm not, it's not, not really offensive, one, but it's, it's uh, noodles. It's Japanese ramen. And, and actually, there's oh. an amazing, there's an amazing, Vegan ramen place, uh, mm. was, which was round the corner from where I was, which actually, arguably, was nicer than the the meat-based one, but 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 it's a little bit harder to come by. But the, but basically, it's kind of in a in a kind of a broth, um, and it's really kind of uh, re- really hearty um, as a as a as a as a meal. Sounds um, so amazing. I, this, I often I find good.
0: the noodle soups in London or, or in America, indeed, they don't have quite enough sort of taste and flavour for me. They can be a bit watery and a bit.
1: Bland. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But but um, I, I don't. Um, but 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 um, on the um, so vegetarians in Japan sometimes really struggle because um, so much uh, meat. You know, it, it's it's not that like, there's loads of meat, but it's just it's a little bit in everything. But but the good thing is that there, there's a kind of a, a tradition of. Of Buddhist um, cooking, so in the in the in the temples, if you stay in the temple, uh, you can get an amazing, um, pro- possibly not vegan, I don't know, but uh, certainly vegetarian uh, uh, meal, and um, uh, and really delicately, kind of exquisitely made, um, and uh, yeah, you won't you won't miss uh, you won't miss the meat there.
0: Did you go to any Buddhist temples? I mean, did you spend any time in Buddhist temples, and were you taken by Buddhism at all?
1: I went to loads and uh, I it was one of my things that I just really wanted to go to loads Buddhism in its purest sense it, it's I think it's a really good tool.
0: spoke originally five years ago i think it was now it's amazing that's probably the last time i actually spoke to you is five years (laughs) ago although we've been in touch we haven't actually spoken you were fairly optimistic at the time about energy and about you know the planet humankind moving forward you you know you're thinking i had this sort of doomsday scenario prediction where we were all you know completely Buggered really in terms of the way that we're mm. using the planet and how unsustainable it was. You were fairly optimistic. Now five years on, would you say you're more or less optimistic? I mean, what do you think of the status quo with with the with the planet, with humankind now? Are we are we transitioning? When you look at things like Tesla, for example, I think they've really changed the paradigm with regards to electric cars. Are we going in mm. the right direction quickly enough? Because there are all of these stories that you read every day about. Wildlife being destroyed, about hmm. you know ice caps
1: melting. Where are you at with it right now? Are you more scared um, or are you more positive? I'm. Um, I'm not. I'm not scared, but um, like statistically or kind of you know according to the experts, you know we 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 have we, we're either at the last chance saloon or, or we we've kind of gone too far in terms of greenhouse gases and you know uh, the the trajectory we need to kind of create, you know, to get it back to sustainable levels is, is just kind of pr- probably not, not not realistic in terms of, you know, thinking about how you get all the countries to do all of that stuff. So in that sense, in that sense, you know, it's we're in a really risky, really ri- risky place. Um, but on the other hand, uh, it is amazing just to see the kind of turning and the kind of the, the, the change uh, that, that's that's happened, the transition uh. Transformation or whatever, whatever I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to is because you know you say you mentioned Tesla, yeah, that that's a good example, and um, now you know there there are you know there, there are, I suppose it's still just targets, still kind of policy, but um, you know a, a real kind of momentum towards more electric cars um, in 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 the UK and Europe and in America in more general, um, you know there's there's. Um, the, the markets are kind of saying, actually, we don't want we don't want coal, we don't want greenhouse gases, we actually want renewables, and 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 it's it's becoming risky now to to invest in in fossil fuels, um, you know, and and I think that 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 kind of those kind of almost tipping points are really really exciting to see. Um, so I I don't know if we're going to beat it, I don't know if we're going to get there, uh, and and I'm sure there will be kind of Really, quite severe consequences of climate change um, that we won't be able to mitigate. Um, but um, I think um, we are seeing quite a transformation in sort of energy markets and and sort of you know more more, more generally. Um, and uh, I think I think that will, I, I I hope that will sort of snowball. Whether it's enough and you know what, what you know there will be casualties as I say um, you know is is uh, it will be for for the future to tell. Mm. I think we need
0: more pioneers and more visionaries. Like I know a lot of people hate on Elon Musk for some reason. I don't get it. I mean, I think people expect that because he's a genius in one area that he should be like this incredible politician, incredible diplomat, which he's Mm -hmm. clearly not. You know, I think he's got extremely high IQ and maybe less high EQ. And that just he's just good at certain things. And I think Mm -hmm. he's an amazing guy. And I think that when we spoke about five years ago, you know, electric cars were still very much the outlier. You know, his ideas, Mm -hmm. it, it was cool but it was not something that was going to you know take on you know catch on really quickly now i think that he's won basically because there is not one major car manufacturer out there that's not investing a huge amount of money in electric cars it just seems to be you know i, th- yeah. I think within 10 years will pretty much pretty much all cars will be electric would you not say any-
1: yeah yeah exactly and i think i think the interesting thing is going to happen is people are going to start listening to the noise of, of conventional cars and going to say that, that just sounds that just sounds wrong and it sounds it sounds noisy and it, it and it sounds dirty and uh, and actually it, it sounds old. And, and I think I think it, you you can hear it. like I've been uh, I've I'm, I'm halfway there. I kind of, you know, taking taking small steps, but I've got a plug in hybrid um, because I, I and actually I mean, probably shouldn't have a car at all in the city. But but it, with the kid, it just kind of makes life a lot easier. Um, but um, uh, but plug in because. We don't have on-street um, charging, or oh, sorry, off-street um, parking, so uh, it's a bit, you know I can I could charge it sometimes, but can't can't rely on it.
0: So but, where do you charge um, it? In a charger, so a in supermarket, or whatever. Yeah,
1: there's a charger. I mean, I can to be honest, I can run a cable across, but um, it's pr- I'll probably get in trouble if I if I do it too often. Um, <laughs> running it across the main road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or just across the pavement. But right. um, but also also um, you know sort of the cost of of getting a new one. Um, a new electric car as much as i would love it um it didn't it didn't quite work for us at this point but but they're coming down really quickly so you know in in a couple of years time it would be a very different equation but anyway what i was going to say is it's so much so much quieter and you know you, you wait in traffic and and obviously there's no noise you know the engine's off and then you know compare that with with the car next to you and it's kind of just you know grumbling away it just it just feels like culturally and sort of you know we, we will We'll start to think actually it's it's nicer to have, you know, electric cars, and that's just one example, I suppose. But
0: absolutely, and you know what I think the really key element is that, and uh, Elon Musk mentioned it the other day because he brought out a new even faster version of the Model S. It's called the Model S Plaid or something like that. And mm. um and, and in his press conference to, to you know introduce this car, he said, I think the reason why we've been so successful is because people didn't have to compromise when they got an electric car. We not only made a car which is cleaner and better for the environment, but we also made the best car. And it I mean, mm. I've got a Tesla, I've got a Model Three. I couldn't imagine enjoying driving another car like comparatively now.
1: Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm jealous of your of your Tesla. Wow, you're you're absolutely living the dream.
0: Oh my God, the Tesla's amazing, absolutely
1: beautiful. Uh, I'm, um, I'm I'm more living the, the, the Larry David dream with my uh, with my Prius. I, yeah, I, I, I love uh,
0: the Prius. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett yeah. are collaborating on a new type of power station. Have you heard about this?
1: um i i i have very vaguely no i haven't actually
0: <laughs> it's like getting to an exam and realizing you've been asked a question that you didn't revise
1: <laughs> google knows it hang on a sec
0: well yeah so um, basically bill gates and warren buffett they're unleashing this new type of power i think it's called niatin or something like that it's a new way of you know Using, <laughs> As you can tell, I know nothing about it either. But it seems quite interesting to me. And the reason why is because they're, they're going all in with this. And I'm thinking, you know, obviously Warren Buffett, like, you know, he doesn't know anything else other than to make money. But he's like, I'm pretty sure he's 90 years of age now. So you can easily imagine that he's looking at this like a legacy, like something, you know, he's commonly, you know, described as a philanthropist, as is Bill Gates. So yeah, I just thought you might be able to um, shed some light on this new development because they think it's going to be an absolute game changer for energy. Oh,
1: I I think what you're meaning is that Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they're, they're looking to build a new kind of nuclear reactor in Wyoming. Is that, is that, is that, <laughs> is that the that one new? you're meaning? Now you remember. <laughs> yeah, now I remember, yeah. There's a little bit of editing required about 20 seconds ago. Um, yeah, nat- natrium, nuclear.
0: Natrium, um, okay. Do you know anything think,
1: about it? Yeah. Uh, I think um, TerraPower was founded by Gates about 15 years ago, okay. uh, and he's got his power company called Pacific Corp. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, so ba- basically, I, I think this is about um, th- th- these are the sort of small nuclear uh, kind of reactors. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they if they run on on sort of different, different type of, uh, you know, nuclear fuel or, or what. But I think the, the thing about nuclear is, I mean, you know, in the 50s, uh, when, it, when, it, when they first sort of, you know, started to build them, it was, it was amazingly revolutionary. Um, p- partly because like, you've got such a small amount of fuel going in there um, uh, that, and you think how on earth, you know, this, it's almost like, you know, you've got kind of a handful, well, probably not a handful because you, you wouldn't want to touch it, but of, of this kind of uranium. And and it just like lasts it lasts forever, um, but I guess what they weren't one of the things they weren't thinking about very much there is well what do you do with the waste? So you know you've got to factor that in, um, and and also um, you've got to think about well uh, how you're gonna how you're gonna pay for it up front? because it's it's quite expensive to build these you know these these big things, um, but but the, the massive benefit of them is that they are you know essentially carbon free. Um, so, but if if you can do it, if you can that if you can do it on a small a smaller scale, then the financing can become much easier. Pro- problem is, obviously, it's not as efficient as the big ones. But if you can somehow get a business model around building these smaller ones, um, then um, you know, then then you might have a really great um, new source of or you know uh, new, new way of having clean energy.
0: Okay. So you are you are generally optimistic then. Still, you think that we're we're creating ultimately, even though we've 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 shown some sort of pretty shocking traits over the last, well, since industrialization, really. You think that we're we're, we're starting to turn the corner and go in the right direction? Necessity yeah, we, the mother we, of invention.
1: Yeah, so uh, we can do it. We, we 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 will do. I think it's a bit like the um uh what's it called uh the CFCs. Yeah, we had yes. that agreement, and and we man- and we did it. You know i think i think we can solve it i don't i don't necessarily think that that solved all of human races predicaments there'll be all sorts of other things i think i'm gonna pack it all in uh, in a bit and and have a little bit of a sabbatical and uh, set up that. i'd like to set up that um that community studio
0: you're really serious or about just, it you're going to need some funding
1: yeah i definitely need some funding i think you could do it as a charity or something like that or get some money from the council um or or i'll just spend, spend the time you know just meditating
0: I have some parenting to do now, but this hour and a half has absolutely flown by, and it's been so enjoyable to catch up with you, my friend.
1: But that was the, the sound check. So, do you want to ask the questions? <laughs> and and um, just how is parenting for you? Is it, is it, is it wonderful?
0: Um, she makes me cry with joy pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> the Natural High.
0: Now the tuned into the motherfucking greatest
1: music up in the headphones Tim you can go and brush your shoulders off nigga
2: uh-uh. I got you uh, yeah. uh-uh. Uh-uh. if you're feeling like a pimp nigga go and brush your shoulders off ladies is pimps too go and brush your shoulders off niggas is
1: crazy baby don't forget that boy told you kid. Dad, dirt up your shoulder, I'm probably over to y'all, probably be locked by the force, trying to hustle some things, drag to go with
2: the posh. feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was false. middle finger to the law,
0: niggas gripping my balls. said the ladies, they love me, from the bleachers they screaming, all the ballers is bouncing, they like the way I be leaning, all the rappers be hating, Hope the trap that
2: I'm making, but all the hustlers they love it, just to see one of us make it, came from of- the box.